There you go. All right. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to season two, episode five of the Table Talk podcast. I was about to hit it with the movement right quick. Um, we have a great show for you today. We are looking forward to today's show. If you're wondering who is talking, it is me, Omar Thabit. I am actually behind the camera right now. I am going to be the producer of the show, making sure they, uh, the, uh, the, the, the people who are here, the panel, get the round of applause that they deserve uh, whenever they say something great. Um, by the way, if the TV is looking like that, don't worry about it. I promise you the camera angle is looking a lot better. But like I said, we are officially live. We have a great panel for you today. The discussion today is all about being anti-bullying. Uh, the month of October is anti-bullying month. So we made sure that we had to uh, have a conversation about it. And we said, why not start off the month with this topic? Um, so I'm going to go from right to left. All right. So first of all, we have Adid Mazib is in the building today. He is um, part of the Dearborn Public Schools board member. Um, he is an awesome guy that's in the community, does great things in the community. Um, always about the community. So shout out to Adid. He is in the building. Of course, next to Adid, you got my little sister, Sada Thabit, uh, co-host of the Table Talk podcast. Next to her is the big sister, Abir Thabit, the other co-host of the Table Talk podcast. And then next to Abir, we have Safiya Abdullah, uh, teacher, coach, does it all. They're going to introduce themselves in a little bit as well, but does it all. Um, we appreciate her coming on the show. And then next to Safiya is Iman Ali Ahmed, principal of Salina Intermediate. Uh, people in the community definitely know Iman. Uh, Iman Loki is one of our connections here at Oz Media. She's the one that gets a lot of people on the show with us. So we appreciate Iman uh, in the building today as well, ready to deliver some great information to all of you that are listening. While you are listening, okay, feel free to subscribe to our page, Oz Media 313 on YouTube. Facebook and Instagram is Motivate Me 313. You can listen to this show later on Apple and Spotify podcast under Oz Media. And if you are interested in the conversation, remember you can always call in. The number is 313-306-1750. Again, the number is 313-306-1750. I know we usually go live on Tuesdays, but today we went live on a Wednesday because it worked out for everybody. So we hope that you enjoy the show on a Wednesday. Um, I know what they are enjoying right now is some Kahwa House coffee. Um, they are enjoying them some Kahwa House coffee. And that is our first ad of today. So kick back and relax and listen to this ad of Kahwa House. The Kahwa House. The Kahwa House is the first coffee shop of its kind. The Kahwa House is a family business established in 2017 for the sole purpose of providing the best quality Yemeni coffee with no added preservatives, artificial additives, or flavors. You can stop by Kahwa House to try their famous Yemeni latte, Adani Shahi, Mafawad, and Jubani coffees. You can also stop by to try their delicious pastries, such as the Yemeni favorite Sabaya, their Sembusas, and their new menu item, Everything Mini Bites. There are currently four Kahwa House locations, with two of them coming soon as well to make it a total of six. Their four locations is West Dearborn, East Dearborn, Williamsburg, New York, Lombard, Illinois, with two new locations coming in Canton, Michigan, and Petersburg, New Jersey. So no matter where you're at in the country, be sure to stop by a Kahwa House and get a glimpse of what the Yemeni culture is all about. Shout out to the Kahwa House one more time. We appreciate them and all that they've done. Uh, all of our other sponsors as well. You got Hanley International Academy, the Balkan House, and BC Adhesives. We appreciate each and every one of them. With that said, let's get this show on the road. Like I said, today's topic is all about anti-bullying. We're going to cover everything that has to do with bullying, bullying in schools, bullying online, maybe even in the communities. But before we do that, I do want you guys to introduce yourself. I know I formally did it, but I would love to hear a little bit more than people that are watching. We'd love to hear a little bit more. So I did. You know, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, things that you do? 
Well, uh, thank you, Omar, and thank you to um, Sarah and Abir. Yep. Um, for for being here today, um, I'm I'm very honored to be with uh, some of the amazing educators that we have in the community, Ms. Iman Ahmed and Ms. Sophia. Um, they've um, all they do is definitely uh, centered around uh, education, and we truly appreciate what they do for our community um, inside the classroom and even outside with their activism. So I, I feel very honored. Uh, about myself, uh, I, I feel like I've ran so many campaigns that people already know who I am, but um, kind of an instruction uh, or introduction about myself. I, I do software development for a living. I teach right now, I teach online. Uh, for a company called Genesis 10. And we teach uh, boot camps, people who are uh, being introduced into uh, programming and then becoming software developers. So uh, that's my full-time job right now. And I also have my own startup, uh, Spanhead LLC. And uh, of course, uh, people know me in the community because I serve on the Dearborn School Board, uh, which has both the district and Henry Ford uh, College. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, Sophia, you want to give the crowd a little bit more about yourself? <laughs> Tell us a little bit more. My name is Sophia Abdullah. Um, Salam, greetings, all of you. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you to my um, the person I want to be like when I grow up. <laughs> 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 That's what I say. Um, for just you know, yet again, um, inviting me to to do something that could you know hopefully benefit myself and others. Um, and thank both of you. Uh, my name is Sophia Abdullah. I am a teacher in my heart and soul, and um, I'm a coach, and I'm a mother, um, and I have been living in Dearborn, Dearborn Heights area for quite a while. Been teaching at Salina for now. This is going on my 11th year, I believe. Wow. Um, it's my home, away from home. Um, I love it. I love the kids. I love the community. It's unlike any other. Uh, and I've been in a lot of different communities, and I can say that for a fact. Um, I um, I come from a family of 11. I was, my mom is a principal at a private school, an assistant principal. My twin sister's a teacher, and um, glad to be here. That's awesome. That's awesome. Just came back from a volleyball game. Volleyball game. Just had yeah. to throw that in. One. Yes. Yeah. Hey. Yes. Right. I got to be on top of that. I'm, I'm sorry about that. I got to. <laughs> Get my game going right quick, all right? Wild Let me make sure. All right, round of applause, see? The crowd, was just, the crowd wasn't ready. The crowd is ready now, but... What kind of coach? Uh, what kind of coach am I in terms of... What have you coached? I've coached volleyball, basketball, track and field. Track and field. Um, I did not want to coach at all. Iman called me and said, Sophie, you're coaching volleyball, right? And I was like, uh... Okay. You can't say yeah, no. Yeah, you're coaching. And I'm like, all right, I'm coaching. And then I fell in love with it. So, And the same thing happened with all the other sports. So it's it's awesome to build those connections with the girls. And really, it's more than just coaching. It's, it's life coaching for them. Mm -hmm. And it's beautiful to see them blossom as they go through the different stages in their school and athletic careers because they really grow um, on and off the court. And it's good to be a part of that. I do want to add um, a good leader sees potential. And their staff, so 100%. Mm. First, That's how I got to Salina. Yeah. It was actually at Bridge. <laughs> oh, wow. 
And um, you don't have to share that part. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was just you know walking across the street from Bridge, and uh, <laughs> but it was it's a funny story. We'll talk about it later after the podcast. All right, there we go. And then of course we got Iman Ali Ahmed for those that may not know. I mean she's been on the show already. Uh, anything new? How's the school year been so far, Iman? Anything you want to share with the audience since the last time? You know I I, I keep saying what it's been. You know Alhamdulillah, knock on wood, it's been such a great start to our school year. I feel like, you know, parents, the energy from parents, from, from students, from staff, I feel like even our first initial, um, you know, building level professional development meeting was so positive. Everyone was, it was just, it was just a feeling that we got that everyone was just so ready to roll up their sleeves and finally have some normalcy to the school year. Um, so it's been an excellent start. Um, I can't believe it's October. Yeah. And, um, we're just ready. The kids, I mean, the kids are, um, doing great. Um, and like I said, we just came back from a beautiful win. Go Wildcats. There you go. Um, That's twice they said it and they looked at us. I bet what's going on right now? Wildcats. All right, go Wildcats. I'm trying to recruit. We're trying to recruit here. Yeah. What's well, so, the line in during public schools? The funny part is um, you guys can't see, but Amor is wearing a volleyball Huskies. Listen, subliminal messages being set right now in both ways. I see that. I see that. <laughs> no, um, our girls' basketball team. Um, they're newer, so like they're not as up there, but they won their first game. Yeah. Yesterday. So they did. We were very proud of them. Nice. That's amazing. For sure, for sure. So, um, like I said, today's topic is about anti-bullying. So, first of all, Cal Trace at True Best Show. Uh, my wife did mention this, so I do want to mention this. Uh, the best way for people to hear y'all is to speak into the mic, as y'all can mm-hmm. like, hear me. So, that goes for like everybody. If I want to maybe push it, it actually moves. You could just, yep, it'll turn towards you. I put a little bit more power into it and probably hopefully move or if you want to stay like that. Um, but yeah, so that. And then Maha, I think I believe that's Customs by Maha, uh, said, I love them ladies, if I'm correct. Uh, last name is En Maori. Is that? Yes. Okay, there you go. Shout out to her. Shout out Another Wildcat right there. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, <laughs> Wildcats friend, tuning in. There you go. Friends of the podcast, too. She's on the show, too, as well. So shout out to Maha. So, uh, bullying. I'm going to start off with you, Iman, as the principal of a school. Why is it important to address a topic like bullying? I think it's definitely important to be proactive as a, you know, as a school, as a school community, and um, you know, educating our kids and just being proactive to ensure that it doesn't happen in schools. And during my parent meetings and making sure that the parents know the signs of what bullying looks like, you know, how your kids can come home and, and, and some of the symptoms, whether it's um, like loss of appetite or you know, maybe they're not sleeping right or um, the sadness or just anxiety or depression. So looking for signs and also being proactive in addressing, um, you know, what bullying looks like and here are the consequences to bullying and why it's, we shouldn't be doing it. Okay. So I think just taking that proactive approach as a school community is, is super important. For sure. And for those that are wondering why we are having this conversation, I mean, we kind of been on the topic of mental health, right? And we, we feel like this kind of coincides with it. We are actually going to be talking about it more next week as well. With our guests, so you know, this is why we figured it would be best to continue on with these conversations. So, Sophia, as a teacher, as a coach, why do you feel like it's important to address bullying? And maybe more specific for you, as a coach, you know, how often do you even see it? You know, being a coach as well. Oh, definitely. We it's it's very, but I'm able to identify it and 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 address it. And like um, Iman was saying, just being proactive in terms of it, it's important to address it because it's important to be proactive when it comes to bullying because it's that it's that serious and it can the consequences of it are are lifelong many times mm-hmm. when we don't know how to be, be proactive 
but because I've seen it so much and I'm able to identify it and you are able to empower others, empower yourself, um, empower those that are, you know, perpetuating or, or committing the bullying um, when you are educated about it and um, in order to be educated about it. Unfortunately, I've seen it um, and had to, you know, deal with it. Um, and it's important to to know, to address it, to talk about it, to just so that people feel comfortable talking about it with those that they're close to and so that everyone understands, like, this is not going away. This is not, it's not normal. It's not just kids. It's not just, oh, everything will be fine. There's a way to address it. There's a way to work through it. And it's very important to empower, especially, specifically our, our youth, ourselves as well, but just that it's not the end all and be all. Because many times when you're a victim of bullying or when the kids are being bullied, they feel like that's it. You know, this is my life and, and, and there's nothing I can do and helpless. And when we're educated and we're talking about it and we're being proactive, then we're giving them those tools to at least start that process of working through it, addressing it. And then some, many times it, it, you know, transforms those that are committing or doing the bullying. And I, I don't want to say many times, but sometimes. And that's, that's the hope, you know, just impacting all involved in the best way possible and creating that that ripple effect that resonates and essentially, you know, creates more people who are being proactive and, and addressing it because it's becoming more of an issue. But at the same time, we're becoming more educated about it. And so we're able to hopefully take these tools that are some of them hard to put in our toolbox, um, but we have them once we do. And in order to get them, we've got to be proactive, talk about it, um, identify it, and make the kids feel comfortable talking about it. And it's nothing new. I mean, people think that bullying new. is this new phenomenon, but it really phenomenon. But it's really just um, it's dominance behavior. You know, it's uh, others. You know, it's people who want to just, um, you know, have more power or, or overpower others, and feel empowered. I guess. And that's inside and outside of the school as well. Mm -hmm. Usually, it starts from the home, and you know, whatever you learn in your house, you're going to bring in schools or bring it to work or. You know, bullying happens at work with, old, you know, older people or, you know, sometimes supervisors or, you know, if you're if you're lower than that, they kind of see you in a certain way where you're not like them or whatever. So, yeah, so I just jumped in. No, there. definitely. And like you said, I to piggyback off of what you said, my mom would always tell us you're, the first society, the first community is the home. Mm -hmm. And so every person that's in that home, whether it's broken or together, whatever it is, whatever the the different, you know, uh, whatever the makeup is of that home, that's essentially the community that is going out into the world. So each person in that home is eventually going to be out in the world and they are taking whatever's there with them. And, and they are, you know, representatives of that first community in the home. And so whatever's learned, whatever's broken, that's what's going to be either built or broken in society. And there's no perfection. We can't ignore it. Um, but it's essentially when, when it's cracked within, it creates more cracks. But we have to know how to just start mending those cracks in whatever way we can and not giving up on ourselves and giving up on each other. Perfectly said. Whether it's a, I think whether it's a bully themselves or the victim, I think we have to kind of really address um, both situations. You know, um, and, and many times we do what's called restorative circles where we kind of just repair any harm done between both parties. And it's amazing because you'll have the bully not really knowing 
I mean, they like to feel that power. They like to have that dominance behavior, and they like to feel like they have the control. Um, and you know, the whole whatever it's intim- intimidation or um, they get a kick out of making fun of others. But there's there's something in there that's we got to really figure out what it is to kind of help support the you know the bully and prevent it from happening again. But also you know making sure that the victim is supported and within that restorative circle is. Um, I mean, I've done it in middle school, and you'd be surprised. You'd, it'd be a group of boys, and that the boy would start crying, not realizing, hey, you know, you made me feel like this when you did this, you know, and then just not, and the, and the kid not really understanding that, hey, his actions made the child feel that way, yeah, or the victim feel that way. So getting kids to realize the damage of bullying or the effects of bullying is also, you know, imperative. For sure, for sure. I bet mean, you're a first grade teacher, uh, you know. Is this something that you see even in your classrooms and, and stuff like that? Like, you know, why do you feel like it's important to address it? Is this something that you might even address in your classrooms? So um, being pro- proactive is very, very important, especially when they're really young. Because they, at that age, they really don't know if they're a bully or not. Like, it could be as, you know, small as someone having a toy. And then because they don't, don't want to share or they, they want to share it, but they're like, well, you have to do this for me and you have to do that. And, like, they'll take advantage of, of the surrounding, you know, of the, of the students that don't have. Or they'll see someone um, wearing pink in their boy, and they'll be like, oh, they're wearing pink. And they don't realize that what they're saying and what they're doing is really affecting the other student. So for me, it's always like in the beginning of the year, I was telling you when we first started the year, I'm like, we need to do a podcast about bullying because a lot of the students come from families that they might joke that way, you know? And they might think, oh, you're soft if you take it, or you're sensitive, Mm -hmm. or you're whatever. And then they're used to that environment, and they bring it, you know, to the classroom. But um, for me, it's like, no, we're all a family in here. We don't make feel, anyone feel a certain way. We care about each other. If you don't like something, you need to tell them, I don't like it, you know? So you're, I'm specifically teaching them strategies to, like, stop it, you know, and, and, and building their confidence. Because there's kids, obviously, even when it comes to grades, you, believe it or not, like, oh, you got a, you know, you got a 7, I got a 10, you know? That's, that's bullying, making someone feel belittled in that way. So um, it, it's very important. I was watching a, a TED talk. I usually like to watch something that, you know, is about, about a topic that we're talking about. And I almost cried for this man. He's a grown man. And he's talking about how when he first moved to a new city, um, a kid told him, you want to fight? And he said, no. And he was, and then the kid said, well, I want to fight. And he beat him up. And he left. He went home. And his mom told him that he did the right thing for running away and turning a cheek. And it's like, he's like, I never realized that she, that's what she taught me, you know? So as he got older, thing after thing, he had a coach. He missed the layup, and the coach told him, you're sitting the rest of the season. If you don't want to sit on the bench the rest of the season, then quit. So he's like, I quit. I ran away. He kept running away from the problem and not facing it until 12 years in his marriage, his wife bullied him, you know, telling him you're not a man or, you know, man up or, you know, you're not providing enough, whatever, using words um, to the point where he waited 12 years and, and ran away from his marriage. He kept running away until he found out like where he had to wake up and realize he had to face it and become a more co- confident person, uh, someone that spoke about things that were bothering him, and um, he learned the strategies to, to cope with it. So it can keep, if, like, that cycle continues even as an adult. So it's something that we really do have to kind of get to it as soon as we can. Just want to give a round of applause for that. That was a good answer. Great answer. Adil, you want to jump in now with the same? Yeah, I want to. I want to say, you know, Iman mentioned something about the, the usually the perpetrator is looking for dominance, but most of the time, what I see things happen is that usually those what we call bullies now are folks who have been bullied on before, 
like they're former victims and they're trying to uh, encroach or uh, trying to take back, hey, I was bullied on, so I have to do it on somebody else. And that perpetuates uh, among uh, a lot of uh, people. I, I, I came to this country when I was 13 years old and not knowing English in a in a school that was dominated by a lot of Arab Americans, it was very intimidating. And gym class was like the class that I really shied away from going because you had all of these students who were usually called jockeys, but um, all of the dominant students, like you don't want to mess with them, you don't want to talk to them, but they would you know, throw you around in locker rooms. It was it was very terrifying moment to go into, hey, gym class, I'm... I'm going to face all of these guys all the time. So, But thankfully, there was somebody who would stand up for me, right? And he was always there, although he wasn't that big. But he he's somebody who was very confident. He's very popular. So he would stand up. So the days he would miss, I would fake also not going to that class. <laughs> I'll be like, I'm, I'm, I'm sick today or my leg hurts because I'm afraid of confrontation. Um, but it's... It, it's always happening when somebody is weak, um, usually students in school settings or even in professional settings, when they see somebody who is not as confident of themselves, they take advantage, unfortunately, of that situation. And this is where it's, it's a major problem. And if educators and adults don't see that, then um, usually um, the victims can't really come out by themselves and come and say, I'm being bullied because they're being afraid of, of what the consequences would be. So how do we make a space for these students or these especially voiceless, I would call them, to feel the power to say, hey, I'm being bullied and I need help. It's the most difficult thing. And once you get to them, how do you build their confidence level as well? That's even a bigger task. And uh, that's, that's pretty much a, a very big issue. Yeah. And right now, bullying is not just in classrooms or in places that we're all interconnected. You know, the cyber bullying happens all the time of how many people worse. attack. Yeah, it's even worse. Because in the past, you know, a lot of the bullying would occur during the day, and then you went home, and that was it. Mm -hmm. Ends there. But then, with with cyberbullying, it continues. It starts. It may start off in school, but then it continues. Um, and once it's online, it's forever. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you don't even know who's behind the screen, and that's even more scarier. Whether it's text messages or um, you know social media, whether it's Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, and um, it's it's unfortunate. It really does happen, and we're you know we experience that a lot. And I, what I tell kids is that whatever is put on social media. Or these apps, we will figure out who it is. You know, it's it. Don't think it ever gets erased. It's somewhere in the cloud, and if we need to investigate, we'll get there. And just getting the getting the kids to realize you're nothing's ever anonymous. And um, you For, know. yeah, and and you could track it, and you could follow it, and you know, going back to the consequences part, that uh, you were kind of talking about it. By the way, my wife just mentioned that bullying does happen everywhere. So yeah, of course. Um, the consequences, I guess. So let's say someone you know, doesn't have that person. Uh, and, and so they're, they're just dealing with it, you know, every day. I guess you kind of talked about it a little bit, but what are some consequences, victims of bullying, you know, I guess what are some of the consequences? You know, suicide is, is probably the biggest consequence of victims 
usually turning to that point because it, it fills up their brain the whole time that they're not able even to focus on their studies or on their daily life. It's because they're always thinking and the thinking mode is how do we get out of these situations or how do I not get bullied today? They're always thinking about that and their anxiety level spikes up to the roof. So, um, I, I mean, I don't have concrete statistics, but if you look them up, they're scary. And for people to say they don't happen in our community as far as that level, well, if, it, if it's not suicide, it's, it's a lot of illnesses, mental illness that you would develop a lot of anxiety, um, self-harm, self-harm, um, or the victims will turn into bigger bullies yeah. than the bully that was right. you know, yeah. bothering them. A lot of people that you know I talk to about, because I'm like, were you a bully when you're younger? You just talk about those things because you don't know any better in that sense. And a lot of people are like, I had to be a bully before, before I get mm-hmm. bullied. Yeah. yeah. So I have to show them who I, you know, how I yeah. am before someone does that to me, and it's it's sad. And um, just for me growing up, I feel embarrassed to say that I wasn't a bully, but I was a bystander. I didn't, I, my friends were all bullies, but I never said anything. I never, you know, I was just, I was, it, for me, it was like, let me be friends with them so it doesn't happen to me. You know, and so. that is, I think, the biggest problem is mm-hmm. that when there are, everybody is a bystander and nobody is an upstander okay. and you normalize these situations. Like most of the time, a bullying act would have, somebody who was a third party who was just mm-hmm. watching, right? And some folks right now, instead of intervening right. and saying this is not right, they're pulling their phones and, they, oh, this is something funny that I would record. It's social and media, they want to make, you know, what, what great content. Mm-hmm. And, instead right. of, and I see it on the roads, like instead of mm-hmm. pulling over and helping mm-hmm. someone that's been oh, in a car accident, I let, hate me, let, me, let me record or, you know, whether it's a fight or a car accident or another situation. Yeah. Do you guys getting, think getting our kids? I think that's one of the things that it's I. It's like, how do you I, get them to say stop? This is not right. Um, it's going backwards. That's the crazy thing. Like I feel like we're going backwards uh, as a society because uh, the more technology we have, and you know, the more people want to watch these things, people are. That's the number one concern. But it's also training our kids to be, as Adam mentioned, being upstanders and doing something about it. And I tell the kids all the time when they're, you know, every chance I get, is do something, you know, don't just watch. And that's the, the beauty of being a teacher. And I'll, I'll say this just happened a day ago. I feel like our and theme is being proactive. I think. Yeah. And that's, yeah. and that's actually the month. If any of the line of students or the line of staff are watching, that's our, our habit of the month yes. is being proactive. Being so proactive. I like it. Um, one of my students, actually, um, I have, you know, I have uh, three okay. boys. I teach. I teach fifth. Fifth grade, okay. And I have three boys, and they are, you know, they're they're the cool crew, and they're the, you know, and before I got them, the teachers were like, all right, you're getting these three. And, you know, and I had one of the brothers. And just putting them in positions. They want, there's certain kids, there's certain people who want to be leaders mm-hmm. by any means. And so I think that with these specific, they're used to being leaders in that way, being the bullies. Mm-hmm. And so immediately I had to, day one, I'm like, all right, they want to be leaders. I know that this is by any means necessary. I'm going to lead. You're either going to follow me or I'm going to make you follow me. And so just making them aware that there's another way for these specific ones. And then I have one, and I gave a talk, and we talked about, and this was after my principal, um, um, Hamed, the other one, um, he dropped off posters, and, and I talked through the posters. I'm like, what do you do if you see somebody being hurt, if you... Like, you guys, it's not snitching. It's this, this, and this. And I had a long lecture. And the kids were like, Mr. Billy, you always give us these talks. 
And then after school, he tried to, he tried to do exactly that. He got in between two big boys, and he got he got you know he got. He probably regretted it, but afterwards he was like, "Listen, I'm going to do it again. If I see somebody trying to hit someone, I'm going to stop them again." I said, "But you got to go get an adult." He's like, "But if an adult isn't there, I'm going to stop it again." Hmm. Just that one conversation with, with the other, you know, not the three boys, but just the other one, and he's, you know, one of my tougher students. But he told me, and the, he looked me straight in my eyes. He's like, "I'm going to stop it every time." And, and I had to, to really, kids, yeah. Right? We, tra- we try to train our kids to, when they see bullying, or it's, there's a difference between snitching, mm-hmm. and they say snitches get stitches, that's a common thing <laughs> in the school. But there's a difference between snit- snitching and, and reporting. You're reporting basically to end the issue from happening or p- the problem from occurring again. And he really did. He felt, he felt empowered. And the other three, because it involved them, I said, look at what happened to, and this is their classmate, what happened to him because he was just trying to stop it and immediately I saw a look I'm like there's a way to lead there's a way to you know and so you gotta I give them those those that you know take care of your classmate who broke his shoulder you're his bodyguard mm-hmm. and they were like oh, his bodyguard yeah you're his bodyguard <laughs> you gotta make sure nobody's bumping into his arm you know he's he's hurt and they're like all right and they're taking that very seriously 100%. and so now it's like they've they've turned their attention to something else and they're really feeling good not just from, oh, wow, I see what you did. They're feeling good. And it's, it's a natural human reaction. Because naturally, as human beings, children, adults, we naturally incline toward good. There's a crack. There's a break that needs to be filled. And we, we either find the good things to fill it or the bad things. And that's, it starts when they're young. And so now I'm seeing, and, and this is the beauty of being a teacher, and this is why I say it's, one of, it's the best Sorry, no offense. Job in the world. Absolutely. I'm not. I'm. Teacher. I'm not the teacher. <laughs> but, you're, but you're a social worker. You're, right? yeah. you're, you're working. Very because you as get well to see kids. the hope. You get to see that light. You get to yeah. see that 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 glimmer. You know, in in these fu- the future generation essentially, because these right. kids are our generation. And so, just yesterday and the day before, it was really, really just you know, it was amazing to see that it was a tough situation, a tough incident, but just how they're growing from it and just how we as teachers, as educators, as adults in these children's lives, in, in each other's lives, mm-hmm. we can really, there's, there's no, it's not over till it's over. And we can't, you know, that hopelessness, that, you know, just giving up, that's essentially what, you know, causes the suicide, is the hopelessness. And so we have a job, we have a task, being proactive and just modeling and making sure these kids know, like, I don't care if you're the bully, I don't care if the, you're the one being bullied, there's hope. And it ain't over till it's over. And how can we flip this? And, and every single that. thing is a lesson. Every single thing is a lesson. Use it as a moment. And building that trust so they're able to building come to it. you if there's ever an issue. You know, as Adam mentioned regarding the consequences. I mean, those are severe consequences right. to bullying. The whole, yeah. you know, with suicide. Yeah. And um, even violence may be a result of bullying yeah. as well. So, um, but making sure that we are just doing whatever we can to build that trust and where kids feel comfortable our children feel comfortable coming to us if there is an issue for sure for sure and uh, Sophia just gave uh, teachers out there a great way of uh, addressing a a bullying situation of how to handle that go ahead Abid what about to say you know what also helps especially with like when it's for the younger kids uh, role playing Mm. like putting the bully in the the position that the being bullied you know what I'm saying the victim yeah how do you how do you feel when he said that how do you you know what I'm saying it's because a lot of the times they can't like especially when they're younger, they can't see or feel anyone but themselves what they're feeling. You know, they can't put themselves in other people's shoes yet. 
But when you're role playing and you're acting, but they love acting because it's like you know, mm-hmm. let me be someone else. Yeah. Especially if it's something silly or something whatever. But literally, then they'll start. They'll understand like, oh, that's what like that's what happens when I do this, or that's what you know. They can feel it. Um, I actually have a question. Um, I could tell we're kind of all different ages, and we all we all know that like bullying has evolved since like you were in elementary school or in, in school and whatever. And when I was in school and stuff, and now that you guys are teachers and you guys work with kids and stuff, what is like the number one thing other than social media that you see new in bullying that you never thought would like be considered as bullying or just even be brought up, brought into the school? I think something we deal with is like the roasting, <laughs> you know, just roasting or calling, you know, assigning nicknames to students, mm-hmm. and you know, it's it's it's. And, then, and, then, and kids would tell me like there was a nickname I don't want to say it because everyone's gonna know who it is. And um, and I'm like, why would you you know why would you call him that? And it's simple. It's a, it's named after an object. Mm. And they're like, oh, miss, he doesn't he likes it, he doesn't mind. Mm. You know, it means that you know. So it's it's like no, I think deep inside it does bother him. But so just nick, these nick, I think nicknames and just these roasting jokes mm. that we've seen on the rise lately. And that is the next question: is what kind of bullying happens in the schools uh, and and. You know, for you being a coach too. So maybe, what kind of bullying do you see that happens very often uh, in in the building? Well, specifically with coaching, um, you're on the bench, which is now you know um, you're you know different levels of athleticism being criticized, or you know just um, you didn't get picked first, or you didn't get pissed. It's just different little things, and it comes from many times with my most toughest bullies who. You know, I had one that I actually had to, you know, this was some years back, and, you know, I told her before I said, you know, you're off the team, I had to, you know, let her know, like, this is not the world. Middle school is not the world. You got to go to high school. And she actually just reached out to me a month ago and was just like, thank you for everything, and you were right. And I had a conversation with her heart to heart. But um, it comes from just them not feeling important. I'm noticing a lot, especially with coaching, like not feeling important, not feeling recognized, not feeling acknowledged. So when they get that, they want to hold on to it so bad and they don't want anyone to threaten that. And so maybe the coach might be seeing that she's, you know, getting a little bit better at her at this. So let me let me knock her down a peg or two. And it comes from, like I said, that break that that to where they need to. But honestly, I'm going to be honest. Um what I've seen and what I've experienced at Salina, I'm not, and I'm not just saying it's this because I'm there. Yes, it's it's an issue and it's it's getting worse, but it's nothing like some of the other cases that I'm seeing. I feel like specifically, at, we still have kind of a little bit of a, the kids still believe in us there. I feel like more so than other places because many times it's coming from, you know, it's coming from our heart and soul. Like we, we middle schoolers can sense fakeness and they can smell it a, while, a mile away, mm. I feel like. And so because many of the educators, and I'm not, you know, they're, they're, they're coming from their souls, they're coming from their hearts, and the kids can feel that, even the toughest ones. And so we're able to still have a little bit of, a, of an influence, but specifically with coaching, it's, it's a lot of, you know, athletic abilities and, you know, how you played, when you played, how long you played um, that, that are targeted, but I, they have to talk to each other and they have to really, really work through it. I don't, we don't just glaze it over because it creates a breakdown. And whatever they learn from those situations is gonna benefit them in school, in life. And many times they're not, they're not they don't know how to, 
identify it, address it, deal with it. They don't know how to communicate. We're not just teaching them like, you know, the AB, ABCs. We're teaching them how to be human and interact as humans. And, and, and like I said, it's, it's the plus side and, and the tough side, but they don't know many times. And I feel like we need to also be careful, very careful about just assigning that title because sometimes kids will be like, yeah, that's what I am. I'm a bully. Or, okay, everybody's calling me a bully. I'm going to be one. Mm. So we have to be careful about just identifying what happens and the situation and the problem and, and kind of localizing it and staying focused on that instead of giving them this now tag of bully because many times that can also be, you know, something that they're like, all right, let's go with it. I'm a bully. I'm going to be that. I am whatever you say I am. I am what if, whatever you say I am. So when you kind of change the language a little bit, like instead of saying you were a bully yesterday or you are a bully. So I saw you said this. I heard you say mm -hmm. this to so-and-so. Why did you do that? Let's talk about it. Instead of them saying or, or believing, you know, there's, that kind of gives them that hope. Okay, maybe I, I can address this. I can talk about this. And then even the person that it happened to, all right, so this was just a bad situation. This was something bad that happened. We can work through it. Not saying that there aren't bullies and we, we don't, you know, kind of take away the seriousness of it, but I feel like it's really, really important for us to be careful about how we approach and the way that we approach with specifically just the youth, just because once they're given that title, either they fall into it and they love it and they're like, let me, let me, let me take this on and wear it like a cape, or, you know, it, it can, it, it, has, it has some damaging effects when we use it or just ascribe it when it's, you know, there's, we have to localize and really dig in. And I feel like it's, it's, it's we have to be strategic about how we address it. Right. Um, some situations are, you're a bully, and some situations are, they're bullying someone in a situation and, and just building, building more so than just, all right, you are this, you are this, this is how we're going to deal with it. You do this, you do this, and this is your lanes. You know what I'm saying? Building those bridges whenever we can. It's, it's, we got to be careful about that, too. For sure. And that round of applause for that one. And also shout out to Eman for that Eminem reference. Uh, you know, gotta give her a round of applause for that one as well. Uh, I did for somebody that kind of looks over pretty much all that and I'm sure you guys probably had moments where situations have happened. I guess what are some of the things that you've kinda ran across, some of the bullying that's been happening, going back to kinda Sada's question, like that kinda happens these days that might not be normal back then. Yeah, I mean, the stereotype of, of bullying is that you have those kind of, um, I don't want to call them group, uh, gangs, but usually mm -hmm. group of people who are allied together and they would pick another group that they would pick on. And usually the newcomer or somebody who looks different or somebody who is from another country or uh, just uh, uh, behaves differently is pr kind of the weakest person for those crowds to go after. Um, but what has been seeing, this is nationally, is definitely how things are done online. And especially for young girls who are in the ages of 14 to 16 of how they feel about themselves. I, I was reading an article in the Wall Street Journal of even how Facebook were being investigated of how their algorithm is actually targeting uh, those that. teenage girls of how they look of or how they behave 
And um, that could be damaging. Words, again, could could damage those students. And we're thinking, you know, bullying is just um, uh, physical, could be, or where you would find somebody and, and then you would gang up on that person. And But it could be with words of, of putting that person down or of making... low-key racial comments or something about how the way they dress or the way they carry themselves. And um, that could have a devastating effect on that victim. And uh, those folks, unfortunately, they don't find the avenues or where do I go uh, to talk to. And that's why something that is very, very important right now is the investment in social workers and, and folks, adults at schools who are not necessarily teachers, but folks that you can go and talk to and say, hey, I'm facing this issue. Can you help me? Um, because most of the time, the victim, they would either keep it to themselves, and that's the biggest part, kind of problem, but it, or they would just tell uh, a trusted friend. And that trusted friend may just keep it between them, and it keeps on and on for a very long time. Um, and usually where sometimes there are no adults are there, that's when kind of everything is at play, right? So if you're either at the gym or um, playing grounds, that's when things happen or bathrooms right now. And again, of, of making this a sensation, this is a TikTok challenge, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And they don't know that these have devastating effects even in the future on those students and their families as well. And um, unfortunately, I'm gonna say this and folks might blame me for it, but I'll say it. Parenting does a huge deal of, of you, if you know that your son or daughter is doing some harm to another student and you don't apologize for it and you don't make yourself work on that with your child, then you are part of the problem. And and that needs to be checked because I see parents, I'll be like, kids are kids. No, this is not right. Um, I know. And and we have to distinguish between being confident and being a leader and and being somebody who is intimidating and being a bully. And um, again, I would also be very strategic. I agree with Ms. Abdullah's. Like we really have to be strategic about how we label that to kids Mm -hmm. that you're committing the act of bullying rather than you are the bully uh, because it takes so many acts of bullying in order to become now be labeled the bully. But uh, how do you turn that bully into somebody who's an upstander and somebody who is a true leader, a positive leader is the biggest challenge that educators have in schools. Right. How do we also... um you want to get closer to the my email and make sure, yep. So how do we also teach our kids, like, when they're in a situation? Because, like you said, it's, it's happened to you in gym class. You know, you may, may or may not report it. Um, I think just building our kids where they build, you know, um, whether it's self, you know, self-confidence or their, you know, their self-worth or self-esteem, to be able to stand up to it. Or, and not just stand up to it to retaliate, but also kind of, like, not, depending on the situation, of course. I mean, if it's serious, if someone's beating you up, then it's a different situation, but... If it's like name calling, just to not, I mean, ignore it. Peer pressure. Yeah. But, but ignore it because bullying is almost like an imp- imbalance of uh, a power. So if me and Adid, like as Adid is bullying me, verbally bullying me, and I retaliate, I mean, I'm feeding into what he's trying to do. So just making sure to kind of either ignore it and just walk away because then the bullying feels like, hey, you know, he doesn't have that power over you. 
Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I think that there's some things that we can teach our kids. If this happens to you, of course you want to report it, but in, in the meantime, do not engage. Mm-hmm. You know, walk mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. Because that's what the bully wants. They want to feel power over you. Mm-hmm. Because bullying is basically, like I said, it's an imbalance of power. But then they'll be like, oh, they walked away from me. They can't talk to me. They can't, you know, argue back. Blah, blah, blah. But they'll find someone else to, to bully. Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, eventually when you don't give them that what they want. They want attention. Yeah. yeah. Even, even as adults. There's, I mean, I've dealt yes. with bullies even recently as, as, as adults. And all they want is that attention. They want to feel that power over you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it, and you basically just ignore it and just you know, yeah, know your self worth, know your you know, you know, be confident Absolutely. in who you are as a person, as a human being, and just you know, just walk away or or ignore. Uh, and I think that's part of it is knowing your self worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think people need to really, um, parents first of all need to teach their kids knowing their self worth. I think it starts in the household. Obviously, teachers can help out with that, and uh, you know who you surround yourself with mm-hmm. can help out with that as well. But you definitely need to know your self-worth because once you realize it, then you'll realize that this is something that you don't got time to deal with. Like it's just another petty argument right. uh, waiting to happen. And you'll realize that that person is just trying to get your attention. They're trying to get on your nerves. Mm-hmm. They have, they're the one with the problem. You'll realize that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you get older, like it seems like they're the ones that have some kind of issue. Uh, Are so they not getting enough attention. Yeah, right. You know, they have issues in their own personal. Belief. Yeah, they feel like they have. You know, mm-hmm. this is a way to kind of just feel empowered. Yeah. For sure. I feel like everyone brought up parents in, in some sort of way, and mm-hmm. it, it's very crucial. But we have to really um, keep it real. Some parents are bullies to their kids. Yeah, yeah. and that's. Yeah. I was gonna say siblings. Siblings could be bullies. That older siblings. And like, it's it's really serious. It's it's one hundred percent because if you feel belittled by your parents. When other people do, you think it's normal, and then you, it, you know what I'm saying? You don't know how to kind of retaliate in a way where you are confident. You, you already have that low self-esteem from the house. So when you're leaving the house and, and bullying is happening to you, it's like you're just, you're like you give up in a way. Like everybody thinks this way about me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel like if your parents take the time to, you know, build the confidence, build your confidence. Also, let, talk to you and tell you like, listen, if anything is happening, look at the signs. If they're not eating or if they, if they don't want to go to school, their stomach is always hurting them. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like parents play a huge role in every aspect. Even just them feeling alone. Like if yeah. the if the right. child can't talk to the parents first, that's where they feel the most alone. Yeah. So why would they feel right. like they can talk to anyone else? That's your first point of contact. Your first line of defense and do not disregard that because that's very crucial if the kids right. come to you and say i'm being bullied this well oh, suck it up yeah. or be a man like oh a, a, a you're too death. sensitive right yeah that, this is bully. the worst thing that yeah. you can do especially to, to to any kid boy or girl um and, and this is where you need your attention because the minute that you do that is you're telling them i'm not going to listen to you no matter how severe that is mm-hmm. and then you're going to regret mm-hmm. regret it later because that person will um, lose their self-esteem, will will start thinking, oh, I'm not good enough, oh, I, sh- I should definitely suck it up and, and just deal with it. But um, it, it, you have to work with your kids and you have to engage with the educators and, and say this is happening because most of the time it's not being reported at mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. Most of the time it's not being reported to adults. Mm-hmm. So, and please work with educators, Make sure that you bring this to their attention instead of storming the school mm-hmm. or storming the teacher. Hey, my kid is being bullied. Mm-hmm. It has happened so many times, and I think Iman and, and Sabdullah can attest to that. Uh, but it's, it's very important that you address it right on and that you put a plan. And uh, schools will, will put a plan. 
behavioral plan for those aggressors, um, ways of, of where the student can build uh, self-esteem uh, skills, of, mm -hmm. of coping mm -hmm. skills, of this is how I'm going to respond when I'm being bullied. This is what I'm going to do. This is how to disengage, right? And when um, you are, as a parent, when you are seeing those, those serious signs, instead of just not wanting to face it because... Sometimes parents just don't want to acknowledge like something's wrong with my child. Mm -hmm. It's easier to say they're fine. They're fine. Because then you don't have to admit, okay, I, I kinda I think I've I've failed my child. Not failed them, but just I've I've made a mistake in, in some kind of way. I've missed something. I'm not as good of a parent as I thought I was. Just taking that moment to reflect and also just acknowledge something is wrong. They are not okay. Right. You know, and, and once you get that inclination, that little that feeling something's off, addressing it and not ignoring it for a second, not letting it go for a second. You know, we used to have in at Dickinson East, you know, peer mediator. Yeah. So I was, you were a peer mediator. Yeah. Peer mediator too, right? Yeah. So we had peer mediation. Mm -hmm. So we would go, they would pick like 10 kids, right? Yeah. Uh, there are 10 of us. We'd go through a training and everything. And we'd have a script. And basically, we were students. If they were having conflicts or anything that was bothering them in the school, they would, you know, write up a referral. And we would have a certain time of day where we'd go, we'd read the referrals, and it would be like peers solving each other's problems, but it would be in a way where we can like find ways to talk to the other person, you know? And I feel like it was a great... Um, yeah, thinking about it now, it was actually a great idea. Yeah. Really, because it takes away from admin, it takes away from, you know, you know mm -hmm. and it, it gives them coping strategies. Um, when, they, when they're telling each other's side of the story, the other person has to repeat, like, what did you understand from that? So they're listening to what they're going through. So like, you know, say I talked and then me and you had a conflict. Mm -hmm. So I'll get a chance to talk without you interrupting and then you have to repeat what I said. Mm -hmm. So you know exactly what I was saying. You know what I'm saying? So like stuff like that, because um, you know, not all parents are going to be on board, but we still have to help these kids mm -hmm. regardless, you know? Um, so, and that's yeah. one strategy. That's one way in, in the toolbox, making sure that the kids have, you know, what, you know, they're equipped with just resources, either, you know, talk to a peer, talk to a mentor, a coach, a community mm -hmm. leader, mm -hmm. um, a religious leader principal or a coach i mean or a teacher so just someone that they can turn to and trust and and discuss some of the things that they're going through and we kind of started this conversation with online bullying i know you kind of got there but i kind of want to get back to it i feel like this could have its own show yeah. how bad is online bullying i bet i'm gonna let you start off with this one like how bad is it how nasty can it get and what can we do about it so um Back in the day, like when when Instagram and Facebook was a was a thing, um, people well, I mean, it still is, but like this one was the first right. when it first came out. You know, yeah. that was when like that was my senior year. Like it was like when I'm just getting out of school or you know going into the real world. Um, it was it wasn't it was so scary to put your picture up. Like it was so scary because you were afraid, you know, of just everything. Even till today, it's I think it's even sometimes more scarier. But anyways, long story short, there was a situation where um, people were taking people's pictures and making fake accounts, and Still just till today. Mm -hmm. yeah. But like for it doesn't matter if you're a guy or a girl. At that moment, though, like it was when it first like now obviously we're used to it in a way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I remember when it first happened, it was so scary. Alhamdulillah, it didn't happen to me. I don't want, you know, whatever. But it happened to so many people around me. And it was like, everybody just wanted to get offline. Like, no one wanted to even deal with it because it was something that was um, hurting families. Um, just It was just a mess. And there was accusations and, like, police reports. It was just a lot going on. So, But just like you guys are saying right now, it's still, ha it's still happening. 
But um, it, it's really bad. It's scary. It can ruin reputations. It can ruin people's lives. It can make people want to isolate themselves. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely not good. Just think about memes for a second. You know, like... Yeah. People as don't, funny as they are. Yeah, as funny as they are, like, you don't never think about the person that's actually in the meme, right? You're just focusing on the meme, kind of laugh about it. But, like, you know, all those things that happen, like, anything that happens now. I, I read somewhere, I think it was maybe on Twitter or something, but somebody said, like, God forbid if I ever, like, get caught in public, you know, and somebody's recording and, like, they don't even know and they're just doing a normal routine that, you know, maybe a household thing, but it's out in public, like, and then they get just bash for it online on the internet like it is one of those things where it's like it's almost like it could happen anytime mm -hmm. anytime to anyone anyone and then it could change your life completely because now you're trending online you know it's a digital footprint never goes away yeah unfortunately without naming any names or specifics um a friend of mine who's also a teacher but she teaches at a um it's like a high school and it was her first year and she, we had a conversation. We hadn't seen each other in a while. And she's just like emotional. I mean, this. she's a mom. She's educated. She's, you know, traveled. You know, she's experienced. Very, you know, well-spoken. Um, very confident. And she, we were talking. And this was in Ramadan. And she was just like, you know, I don't think I want to teach. And, I, and she was clearly, you know, emotional. And I was like, what happened? And she's like, these kids... You know, they're making memes and I'm trying to, you know, I think these lessons are amazing. And then I saw these memes and she started tearing up. Mm. And this is an adult, mm. um, someone who's, you know, lived life and, and you would think has all the confidence in the world. And these are high schoolers who were, she was the subject of the memes, of the, you know, the bullying. And she was impacted to the point where she wanted to just, you know, put a stop on her whole career, what she had gone to school for. So the online bullying, I feel like it's it's because it doesn't stop. Once it's out there, kids, adults, anyone can do with it what they will, and it and it and it's like you said, there's no reprieve. It's like you go to bed, you wake up, and and this is you know, we think you know, we know it's not just happening to the kids, but this was a case of children bullying, you know, an adult, and it, she was clearly affected. No, and especially if you're well known, like whether it's in the community or a celebrity. Those affect them as well. Mm -hmm. Like especially, I mm -hmm. I don't know. I remember her name. I think she was in Modern Family, but there was a specific meme about a specific actor, and she literally said that ruined her life. Like she had to go to therapy right after. She did not want to be in the spotlight anymore. And even though, like it's, and it's funny because especially with um, online bullying, because you're just behind the screen, you think you could say or do whatever, whatever you want because mm -hmm. there's really no consequences or they don't know who you are or whatever. But it is it's devastating and it needs to stop. Yeah. Amen, do you want to chime in on this one with the online stuff or do you have anything you want to say about this? And No, it's just they become like these um, keyboard warriors and mm -hmm. become anonymous. So it's just easy to, to you know, bully yeah. or cyber bully, um, you know, online um, but I think like it goes back to just again being proactive, especially with, when it comes in, referring to schools and stuff. Just being proactive and letting them know that you know it's unacceptable. And here's here's the why. Well, we got a couple comments. I just want to read off. Uh, first of all, someone commented that I remember when I was bullied when I was younger, and Abid helped me overcome them. Thank you so much, Abid. So Abid stands up uh, as a commenter. Uh, 
So just wanted to read that off. I want to say that when I was a bystander, it was elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> when I got to high school, I was I was not that. So. I was actually just scolding students about being bystanders in a situation. Yeah, just no. Yesterday. When I was younger, I think it was more of me being afraid that I would get bullied then. Uncle you know? Nash. Oh, sorry. See, you guys could Speaking hear that. Of the bully. Oh, this is this guy right here is King. <laughs> Hold on. Let me just make sure I do this correctly. Uh, our uncle. He's like tough love. Wait, wait. Is he calling in? You know, yeah. Oh, uncle Nash. Yo, what's up? All right. So this is actually great that he's calling. Okay, because we can address this right now. If we get emotional. We are about to get emotional, Uncle Nash. <laughs> Nishwan owes me an apology. Hey, first of all. Yeah, we're on the show, yeah, Uncle Nash. Yes. Yo, 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 six miles. No, <laughs> All right, uh, so this is my Uncle Nash. Uh, we, we, I'm not going to call him a bully because we're not going to do that, right? We're not going to give him that name. But Nash, in all seriousness, uh, you know, he's tough love. He's tough love. Um, is there a fine line? I'm going to let you answer this, Nishran. Is there a fine line between bullying and showing somebody tough love? Or joking or joking i guess yeah joking around and bullying like when when is it like officially you feel like okay now you're bullying this person uh yeah there is because first of all i mean if you're just doing it to random people and not care about it like okay when i mess with you guys especially like so i know she got tough skin Sada does so like i'll mess with her or or i'd be you know like her people from the family or friends that I know, I don't just go doing it to random people I don't know unless they deserve it. But <laughs> other than that, like, no, like, other than that, like, you know, like, yeah, you got to know who you're joking with, who you're messing with, and not to just do it to just random people because certain people take it different way. Okay. Okay. Uh, by the way, did you want, did you, uh, were you calling for something personal or were you actually calling to have uh, a comment on what's going on too? No, there's something personal. All right. Well, thank you, Uncle uh, Nash. I, I'll, I'll go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Just, did you, uh, do that earlier or? Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a call afterwards. Okay. I'll talk to you later. All right. Take it easy. I figured he was calling during the show purposely because I thought this would be a great situation. Keeping on with the commenting though. Um, on, like someone mentioned, why don't people just block people online whenever that happens? What are your thoughts on that? You know, do you do you think it's that simple? Go ahead, Sada. It is not that simple because they can make a whole new account right away, and you know, it could be Starfish one two three. The next account will be Starfish one two three four. It's that easy. It literally takes <laughs> it literally takes two seconds. Right. Yeah. So it depends on what social media you're on, but usually right now, I think social media companies started like to catch up mm -hmm. so you now you can actually report like tweets or you report posts that might be um slanderous or that might be dehumanizing or words you don't like you could kind of mute them well well yeah but i'm saying like if somebody's saying something terrible about me i could even actually schools now we actually exhausted a lot mm -hmm. of times when Somebody brings this up and says that this student and so-and-so is posting about me online and I want this to get resolved. And we, there is a lot of time wasted in, in or let's say time spent on this thing when it should not be in the first place. Um, folks should carry themselves the same way online or in person. Mm. Uh, but unfortunately, as 
I think somebody mentioned a keyboard warrior. I think mm -hmm. it was you, Iman. People, people feel entitled uh, to say whatever they want to say. Like it's a, a free, open place where you could say whatever. And it's not. And I'm glad that now social media companies are catching up to that. But blocking is not as easy as, oh, I'm, I'm done with the situation because you're still living in the same circle and you know that these group of people are still saying those things about you online, especially closed groups or things like that. Um, I feel like the use of, of cell phones in middle schools is very harmful. And I'm glad that we're doing something about about controlling it now being used in classrooms because it's a huge distraction to begin with. And the other thing is it creates a lot of these opportunities for people, unfortunately, to go online and bully and, and take photos of others and say, hey, I got photos of this person, of this person. And, and you would think school is there as an inclusive community where you go there to learn and have fun but not a place where you f would feel, oh, I'm dreading to go to school because I'm going to be bullied by those folks. And these uh, kids, these days are very clever. Yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> they're very they, they, clever. Obviously, they're born with technology, so they, they know how to hide those things or those proofs, right? Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure, they know all that. Um, we're going to get a quick ad uh, for the Balkan House Restaurant, which is our second sponsor of today. Then we're going to keep the show rolling. The Balkan House Restaurant. The Balkan House restaurant is famous for their donut kebab sandwich. But did you know that the Balkan House now serves breakfast? Did you also know that all their food is 100% halal? The Balkan House now also have two food trucks. So you can book your next party or event with the Balkan House on wheels. Their Hamtramck location is 3028 Kniff Street, Hamtramck, Michigan. Their Ferndale location is 314 West Namal Road, Ferndale, Michigan. Again, you can book their food trucks for your next party or event. So if you're looking for a nice place to eat with friendly service and great prices, look no further than the Balkan House restaurants. So we were kind of talking about this uh, earlier, um, and you know, we were kind of having a debate of, does this actually happen? And the question is, what kind of bullying happens, you know, maybe in our communities or maybe in our workplace? Uh, and so, and how can we address it too? That was, that, that was a question. Uh, Sara, I don't think you've started yet. So what kind of bullying do you feel like, uh, first of all, does it happen in our community or in the workplace? And maybe give us an example, maybe. Yeah, um, bullying ha has no age, no gender or anything. Bullying happens everywhere. Um, specifically, see, in school, which it feels like a blur, but I remember in school, the one the one of the things that were, the, I mean, the most, the most thing has been what was bullying at the time when I was in school was being popular. If you were popular, if you were, you know, you got the new kicks or if you got the new clothes, or if you didn't wear the same shirt for three days, you get what I'm saying? So that still, though, you know, happens outside the school as well. But in at workplace, I think it would be um, belittling or um, people feeling entitled or have obviously more power over you. Um, also, going back to what like Nishwan was saying on the phone too, and I think we had this little conversation before. You know, sometimes people will take a joke just so they don't feel like they're in, they're being sensitive, even though the person that's telling the joke will be insensitive or um, pick out you know something that 
maybe might trigger you on purpose and then say, I'm just joking. Like, come on, take a joke. Mm -hmm. And um, again, that happens in all ages as well. So it, it is really important to treat people how you want to be treated, um, whether it's in school or workplace. And that's something that, you know, with any age, you like, we all need to work on and consider. Yeah, I know he mentioned something that, you know, I guess it matters. It really shouldn't matter uh, because at the end of the day, you are saying something, um, you know, that obviously it's something mean to somebody, you know. So at the end of the day, you should never want to do that. It's never okay to say something mean to somebody. Uh, I, I see what he was saying, like, if you know the person and this is what yeah. you do. Uh, but it's, it's like a, it's a thing that you do. Uh, a trend or whatever it is, something that you're so used to doing that you don't really realize it, that you're doing it so much. Mm. Um, and then you get lost in it, and next thing you know, that's all you do. You know, our family is built with tough love. Yeah. We end up being a family that just shows tough love. Like, I don't think we show the other side. Like, it would be fine to show tough love if we always, every now and then, showed the, you know, the love and respect to one another. Uh, and I know I've been smirking right now because it's true, uh, but it's like you forget it. You forget it because you did that so much and you think it's okay and stuff. So, you know, that's why we definitely need to reflect on that kind of thinking because at the end of the day, it ends up becoming part of you yeah. when you do it so much. No, and also um, picking on people's insecurities is major. And, and I think that's more of an adult thing too. Like, you know they lack in certain things or you know they want to start something or do something and they haven't did it yet and you're just like... Oh, but, but you haven't. You, you have all this free time. Like, you don't know what people are going through. You don't know what's going through their heads. You don't know if they're mentally don't have, you know, the the drive to do it because they're going through other things. So just mind your own. Mind the business that pays you. There you go. Uh, anyone else want to chime in? Anybody want to jump I, in? I on? think, yeah, it's very intersectional everywhere, uh, whether it's at the workplace or um at uh, gatherings, um, uh, women parties, men mm. parties, uh, low key. Some people would say, yeah, would would call you out and would say, oh, that's, you know, you you didn't get the job or you're not good enough or something like that. Where I think, and it happens usually within families a lot. Mm. I, I I kind of see it a lot, and it's it's very. Unfortunately, sometimes entrenched in our culture, I think, uh, of some people may be saying it as a way of thinking that you will be better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, I'm just like saying to this. Encourage you. Yeah, this uh, to encourage you. Like, no, this is not helping. <laughs> yeah. Um, or you know, and it's it's very sad. I would say it's it's like you have to present it very well. Maybe that person like. Oh, you became so overweight. Well, maybe that somebody is dealing with a problem. Mm -hmm. So, um, don't especially saying it publicly in front of people. Like, and and others would give it a smirk and would laugh at it. And and that person internalizes like, wow, uh, that person just said that to me, and might not be courageous to call them back out. And, and <laughs> sometimes, you know, that would be a problem mm -hmm. but it's it's very unfortunate of how low-key bullying happens and people don't address it but it's um I, I i myself right now i would definitely address it with that person maybe not that at that setting but at a different setting i'd be like oh, it was uncalled for you know you didn't have to say that so it's very important to 
to to locate that and sometimes check ourselves too mm-hmm. maybe we might be doing it right. accidentally or not accidentally like with somebody who's new and and you call them out on their appearance or on the way they carry themselves or my own kids sometimes like i'm like did i just say that oh or like suck up or you're, mm-hmm. you're gonna be better and he's hurting so it's like we how do we check ourselves too if we do low-key bullying and we do not realize it right right and that's something it's funny that you mentioned that and i this is a topic that i also addressed with uh, during my parent meeting last month um you know parents sometimes will do it to their own children and be like you know why don't you be like this person you know and and naming them you know like sometimes animals into you know this you're that but really i mean they love their kids Mm -hmm. you know to death but at the end of the day sometimes it's like you know we're not the best in relaying you know, what we want to say to our kids, and sometimes it does the opposite. And like you said, sometimes we say it thinking they're going to do the opposite and be better, but you don't know. Sometimes it, re- it truly affects them. So making sure that you tell your child when you drop it, like, you know, on my way to school, my daughter with my daughter's daughter, just making sure, you know, make sure to be a good person, make sure to be kind, make sure to help someone. Make sure, you know, you, of course you want to be the best. And sometimes that's another thing that we tell our kids to be the best. No, you want to be, you want to do well, but you want your friends to do well as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just about me, 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 you know. And um, just being happy for others, you know, teaching our kids how to be happy for others will help eliminate a lot of the bullying um, yeah. um, that happens in schools and in social circles. Um, so Speaking from experience, that's so true. And, and um, thank God my mom doesn't watch anything social media. But Oh, okay. I thought, I thought you were pointing at her uh, like... like no, because you work with Principal Iman. Just wanted to make sure that... No, 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 no. She, there, was a, there were 11 of us. And there were eight girls, mm-hmm. and the two oldest were just—they were the cream of the crop with my mom. They, they were her right hand, and we all—we told her recently, really, just like we knew we could never live up to, you know, our older siblings, and and it, it did affect us. And with my mom, she's not someone that we could have like heart-to-heart conversations with. Mm-hmm. Like we know she's there to support us; she's there to give us advice, the best advice. But it wasn't like, hey, let's sit down and talk about this, and like. She just sat quiet and she was like, really? And we were like, yeah, like all the time. It was, here's the standard and why aren't you rising to it? And it wasn't a dig at her. It was just a really beautiful conversation. Um, But she just didn't even realize. And she was just like, I was just like trying to motivate you guys and trying to, Mm -hmm. you know, but sometimes, many times, you know, when we're interacting, like you said, we're not realizing. and, And my mom didn't realize, like, and we don't realize sometimes, like how we're, you know, kind of our kids are like, oh, all right, yeah. I'm not going to live up to that. So I guess I'll just. It can be as simple as telling your child, I love you. Because, I mean, that's not something we can, yeah. we, we hear in our culture. It's yeah. like, hey, son or daughter, I love you. Yeah. You know, that's something that I try to do, I, you know, every morning in the, P, in the PA system is making sure to remind the kids to be respectful, be responsible, be kind, you know, be proud to be a wildcat. And, you know, and I love you all. Making sure that they hear that. Because a lot of times they don't feel like, you know, that they are loved, you know, and they don't hear that at home. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what kind of morning they had coming into school. Maybe it was an argument with a sibling or maybe it was, you know, a struggle with trying to get up in the morning. So just letting the kids know, hey, we're here for you. This is our expectations of you and we love you. Yeah. So. And I tell them, like, you didn't hear the part where the principal said she loved you. And they're like, anyway, here's the homework. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she loves you. Yeah, for sure. We love you. So yeah. taking advantage of situations like that where you're able to address, you know. And then yeah. going back to, like, the workplace bullying, I think um, – I mean, we don't have it in our building, but 
Just, you know, I think it happens. It does happen. Talk later. It does. No, I'm just <laughs> Another show. Now that it's out in the air, right? You know? No, I'm just kidding. No, just, not at just, all. You know, I can, I can see where it does happen, where you're intimidated to talk to your supervisor or you feel like, you know, it goes back to that imbalance of power. Make, you know, that, right. that supervisor feels like they have power over you and they can control you. And, mm-hmm. and then you feel like you're just small or you're There's not. There's no room to grow. Mm-hmm. And I have experienced it. I worked in uh, Royal Oak, um, and I won't say where, and it was just constant. And it was very, um, it was strategic, and it was like in stages. And, and there was like, and I had to really just, you know, say, all right, that's it. Mm-hmm. It took me to, you know, kind of walk away because this person was, hurt people hurt people. And this mm-hmm. person was literally a broken person. And, and that's what made me kind of just remove myself was that I knew, like, I don't think there's any hope and this is going to continue, not mm-hmm. because, you know, of anything I'm doing. Like, this person's really, really just a broken person and, and toxic and, and just realizing, you know, like you were saying in the beginning of the show, just my self-worth and, and removing myself from the situation. But it was, it was intense. I love that you mentioned hurt people, hurt people. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I've, as in, believe it or not, as a kid I didn't get bullied, but as an adult I feel like I got a little bit more bullied with, like, family members and stuff like that. When it comes to situations where, like, if there's new people in the room, they would t- sometimes use me as like a, uh, like a, a mm-hmm. to joke on me to like start conversations, and it's like it's always the people that don't have the life that they want, you know. So they'll try to, you know, say, you know, things under the rug or whatever, like you know, subtle things that are really hurtful. But just to be able to have a conversation or to um, be involved or you know to make themselves hurt, so. I'm going to be honest with y'all. Listening to all this, you know, like, for instance, coaching, like, my goal is to always motivate the players um, 24-7. And sometimes, you know, I like to be very blunt. Mm -hmm. But hearing you guys talk, it makes me think, like, I maybe need to reword the way I say things. Like, I'll just be, like, straight up, like, that was a terrible shot. (laughs) You know, that was a terrible shot. Like, don't ever do that again. All right. Like I would say something like that, um, you know, and then I can see how that could be kind of intimidating uh, to a, a girl. I mean, because there's a relationship that you build. Right. And all that stuff. But like just kind of just using an example, like more so people that are listening to really reflect on what you actually say. Because yeah. as you guys are talking, it makes me wonder, like, man, I feel like I'm, I'm doing stuff that was happening to me. And I'm just kind of like. You know, keeping that going, and it's like you kind of have to. And probably were like, okay, I dealt with it, and I'm yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. They could deal with it. Yeah. That's a conversation exactly. we just had regarding, like, yes. even when I used to coach, I um, I had a phenomenal um, co-coach. There was another coach um, that coached with me equally. And um, we we knew the girls' personalities where we knew, like, maybe a, maybe one of the girls, if you said, hey, that's a terrible pass or a terrible spike or a terrible, pa- you know, bump. They'll, they'll be okay with it. And then yeah. there's some girls who that would just would break them down. Yeah. yeah. So we knew how to kind of like really talk to the kids and, yeah. and, and just know, you know, how they kind of reacted to For sure. know, a coach's advice or a feedback I, from the I coach. Think, I think with sports, if I may. It, because as long as you're giving them the corrective yeah, behavior. I think, I think a coach really is quick. like somebody like I, I'm always thinking following soccer all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I could see you know coaches they're very determined to win so yeah. they they use everything in their power and that could include yelling that could include a lot of things but it's also and, corrected behavior and you know? and yeah. the language you're not saying you are a terrible shooter like, shooter yeah you're yeah. saying that was a terrible, terrible shot, shot. Yeah. And as a coach when you see them shine you highlight that shine sure. but when you see they need effort and work 
Yeah. You have to highlight that there that it's the work that needs work, not the not the person. Yes. Not who you are. I know who you are. I know what you're capable of. And then as that a coach, given them the corrected what, what they should have done. One hundred percent. And so, I see you I see you doing that on the court. So you're constantly giving them like the correct how to do it the right way. The right way. That was not it. Here, you know what I'm saying? Let me let me and show it's immediate. you. What are you thinking? That's not you. And I'm always like and I and like I agree with you. You always have to like like even today I was driving here and I was kind of a little bit distracted because I'm thinking, man, I should I have said it that way or should I, yeah. you know, yeah. when you calm down, when you're in the heat of the moment, you're just saying whatever's coming to you. Mm-hmm. But um the relationship that you build with your athletes is huge and that's from the beginning. And they if it's strong, they trust that. And yeah. they trust that process. And again, and and, and my mentor is always telling me, my man's always like Figure out which ones can handle it and which ones can't. And we can we feel our, our players out. We know our players. Yeah. And we know when it's you know, it's a careful balance. And they'll if tell you and not. they will they will tell you. Like <laughs> and, I hope when you yell at us. I'll right, you, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah. Some girls will be like, Don't sit down. Like we'll go to locker, like, don't sit down. And I'm like, okay, I'll stand up, you know, like or but um you're right. It's it's mm-hmm. reflection. It's always every in life we yeah. have to reflect first. I bet you were you were about to say something. Um I wanted to say just on the sports thing, it's uh, like I, I use that in my parenting sometimes. Yeah, sure. But if I overdo it, like my kids started checking me, hey, why you're always raising your voice? Like when it comes to these things, when yeah. we talk about these things, especially when they do something terrible. Mm-hmm. Like I've always taught myself, hey, be calm. It's okay. They're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna learn from their mistake. Mm-hmm. But like if they do it again, it's like I feel like myself, my coach just. They personality slips in. Yeah, it's like, how did you do this? And yeah. I'm like, what were you you're thinking? raising your voice. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you're right. All right, let's let's calm down and, and talk about it. And the second time that this thing happens and we talk about it calmly, 360, I mean, 180, everything changes all the time of the, how do you address it? And do you address it in the right way, in the right moment? And um, I, I, I think, you know, dealing with, Girls and boys is obviously very different. Mm-hmm. Um, boys can tolerate. I think girls are more sensitive. Um, but, but being, uh, mi- but being I mindful. Say, I was being say mindful. One, one second. <laughs> we're, one, we're a generation. One second. I'm not being served. Hey, we're, out, no, I know. Saying, we're outnumbered. Like, we're like, outnumbered. Like, yeah, I know. But, but guys, usually sometimes like uh, when you're addressing something, like you could talk man to man, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, And then... So the girls, you have to be oversensitive about situations where you're addressing things and. But being mindful, being, being, being mindful, mindful how you talk to like the players, because sometimes you know, as a coach, they get it, but then you don't know what's carrying over into the locker room mm-hmm. or into the classrooms or, yeah. in, you know, just post game. Especially if behavior. you um, look up to you, you know, I look up to their coach or teacher or whatever, and if when they feel like they're disappointed in them, that might really affect them yeah. emotionally, yeah. where like they'll shut off. Yeah. You know, I would say like in high school, I feel like the coaches are way more meaner in that aspect. But I feel like um, one of our counselors was a coach growing up, and he was very tough on um, the players just in general, you know. But I feel like if if any coach did what he used to do, I feel like the kids this generation just can't take it in general, boys or girls. They can't take as much as I feel like what we took when we were younger. Yeah. It was a lot more. But see, what that said... You talk to Motina Ali, they'll tell you that that was the best coach that they ever 100%. had in their life. He was you know? an amazing, amazing yeah. person. But he did yeah. very... He was he was aggressive. Aggressive. Wrestlers. I wasn't trying to, like, 
when you were saying boys are more are less sensitive than girls. But I've noticed just even recently because I have boys and girls, mm-hmm. and my son is now uh, a middle schooler, and I'll assume that he can handle it, specifically with me because I feel like with boys with their moms, like what I say to my son impacts him more than like he's used to his dad, you know, and how he right is. right. But when I say something to him, it's like he takes it deeper. I f- but he doesn't show. He just I can see that he's affected more deeply than even my girls. So I think that with boys and and girls too, but I'm not a boy, so I can't say this, but I'm just from the outside looking in. Um, I feel like with, with boys and young men, like it's who is, is it's coming from too. Yeah. With girls, it's like, eh, I don't care. I'm going to react how I'm going to react. I don't know. That's, you know, if they're sensitive, if they're not sensitive, but with young men and boys, it's like who is saying it and how it's. I feel like it's a different type of, um, a different type of sensitivity and a different type of um, emotion that's attached to you know how things affect them. For sure, for sure. Um, great convo, great convo. And believe it or not, we are reaching uh, the end of it. So my next question to all of you is, I guess advice, advice for anyone that um, you know maybe a victim of bullying. What is it exactly that you would tell them to do? What advice would you give them? I'm going to let you start off with us, Adin. So what advice would you give someone that is um, a victim of bullying? Yeah, reach out, um, see who your trusted friends, uh, mentors. There are a lot uh, in your inner circle or out of circle. Um, please do not let it perpetuate because it may damage you even forever because you are going to be reg- remembering this for a very long time um so do not let it perpetuate do not let it stay for a long time and act like or normalize it right so mm-hmm. you you want to make sure that you correct it in the uh, in the moment uh for parents please please sit down with your kids talk to them about these situations uh talk to them about how to be an upstand uh, an upstander all the time like if you see something you have to do something about it you don't just stay there and 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 laugh or take your phone and and video, um, and again play them and, and or do the uh, play rolling or role playing or saying what if this happens to you right? So um, and be open, be open always to your kids that they would come home and they would bring it all to you and they don't keep it to themselves. And if you establish that line of communication, it's gonna stay with them forever. But if you if you close that door and you don't you don't open that communication and they don't feel they can talk to you, then it, it creates that problem of them getting into that trap. Sada, great advice by the way. Yeah. Make sure that that definitely uh, deserves a round of applause. By the way, I was gonna ask you to do that. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I think that. Um, you know, we're going to be a realist here. You know, it's a cold world. But do not let that affect your heart. Um, always try to do better. Always try to be a nice person. Um, you know, good karma is is out there as well. Um, you know, build your self-esteem. Know your worth. Uh, know what you are great at. Um, and stand to it. Um, and just... You know, don't listen to the haters. Shake them off, like Taylor Swift uh, once said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two references uh, of, of of artists. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't get a clap uh, okay. for that one. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. All right. 
this, I don't know why y'all looking at me. It's the crowd that's sleeping right now. They're gonna wake <laughs> up. I, I mean, uh, what, what advice would you give somebody that is uh, a victim of bullying? Um, first, I want to start off by saying, like, my advice to parents: whatever you tell your children, that's going to be their inner voice when they grow up. Hmm. So if you're feeding your kids with you're not going to ever be worth it or you're this and you're that and why don't you be like this and why don't you be like that, that that's going to be the voice that they hear in their head until they, no matter what, until they grow up. That It's going to create doubts. It's going to create, um, you know, blocks where they can't fulfill their full potential. So that's, that's one. Um, if you are being bullied, please let someone know. First, try to tell the bully to stop. Because sometimes bullies don't even know that they're bullies. Mm -hmm. They don't know. They think that you have thick skin or they think that you have, that they, you can take it or that you're, it's a joke. But sometimes you just really need to tell the person, I do not like when you do say that or I don't like when you do that. Please stop, you know? So um, be confident. Build your cup. Work on yourself. Um, work hard on everything that you want to achieve so you won't even have to worry about the, the sound around you. Um, and if I would say for the person that is witnessing bullying, um, say something, step up, step up, you know, help them out. Two versus one is, is much more powerful. Um, and if you can't step up to the person, let an adult know because sometimes the person that is getting bullied um, is af afraid or, is sh you know, doesn't want to be known as a um, snitch or whatever. So just be mindful. And like Sada said, the golden rule, treat people the way that you want to be treated. Um just just be kind. Be nice, guys. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. Sophia? Reach out um, whatever in whatever way you can. Um, talk about it and communicate it to whomever you trust. Um, even if you don't trust them, say something. Um, for the bully, for the ones being bullied, you know, there's hope. Mm -hmm. And remembering, you know, who you were created to be not who you are mm. and um, being that light that you were meant to be in and taking that light in instead of that darkness and, and turning it around and and just having hope have hope reach out and take back who you are and who you were meant to be beautiful beautiful and then uh Eman, we're gonna have you uh give us uh, give us that final quote no just um just to kind of piggyback on what everyone was saying is just you know, if I'm speaking to the victim, letting them know that they're loved, that they're respected, and it's not okay to tolerate any kind of bullying, whether it's mm -hmm. physical, cyberbullying, um, you know, verbal bullying, um, any kind of intimidation, whether you're, you know, you know, an adult or a child, it's it's not okay. And you know, you need to talk to someone, report it, report it to a trusted adult or a trusted friend or a trusted source, um, and know that there is hope, as um, Sophia has mentioned, there is hope out there. And, you know, as adults, as, you know, educators, as, you know, community leaders, we just got to be, as, you know, the theme of the show is being proactive and ensuring that, you know, kids know what to do, children know what to do if they are bullied um, in school, you know, um, at, you know, at home, you know, on the court, wherever it may be, they know what to do. Um, and just, um, like you said, just, it's, uh, we live in a beautiful world and we just got to get the kids to see that there is beauty out there. It's not what they see on the media or with politicians or, you know, that there is good out there and they just got to find the good and know that, you know, the world at the end of the day is a beautiful place to live in. Yeah, there is good out there and just focus on the, mm -hmm. focus on the positive. Uh, thank you, Iman, for that.
First of all, thank you, everybody. Everybody's going to get a round of applause for this conversation today. That was a great one. Uh, this is one of those things where I really hope that we can get maybe students to watch this. Uh, this is something uh, I was hearing uh, our admin team talking to a group, I believe it's fifth graders, because they're kind of, you know. rough. Yeah, yeah, they're being a little rough to each other. And I was walking by, I just didn't want to stay too long, but I was hearing them talking about, and I have feelings about bullying, the conversations about bullying each other. Um, and so, yeah, this is a conversation that, you know, pass it along. Uh, it was a great conversation. I hope you learned something. It's not one that you could only end it with one conversation. There's a lot of it. There's, you know, it's like an onion you could peel apart little by little and get to the root of it, hopefully, eventually. Um, but thank you. Thank you to everyone that's here. First of all, again, if you wanted to share, uh, it's on YouTube, Oz Media. Feel free to like, subscribe, follow. You can listen to it later on Apple and Spotify Podcasts under Oz Media. You can follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram, Motivate Me 313 uh, We did have a call to call in. Uncle Nash, shout out to Uncle Nash. Uh, and anybody want to say any final words before we shut this down? Any final comments? Thank just, you, guys. Thank you yeah. for having Great us. Great panel. Thank you. For sure, for sure. Again, shout out to Adil, uh, Sada, of course. You got Abid, my sister. And you got Sophia. And you got Iman Ali Ahmed uh, representing Salina. Both of them are representing Salina Wildcats. We'll give them a shout out as well. Shout out to the Wildcats. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, uh, I really do hope you learn from something from this today. And uh, hopefully you take it. Not just learn something, but actually take action as well. Uh, hope you enjoy the show. And we will see you all next week. Have a great one.